Hi and welcome to the Brownology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tina Mystery. And in each of these episodes in season two, we're going to be covering a range of different issues that are affecting us in the South Asian community during this very difficult time of coronavirus pandemic. I'll be focusing on different aspects of the South Asian experience and we'll be covering the issues that cause it and also to identify how it has an impact on mental health. I'll also be offering suggestions on how we can support each other and ourselves during this difficult time. Well, let's look at the stats then. We know that we are more likely to die from COVID compared to the white British community. The stats show that the Bangladeshi community are twice the risk of death. Chinese, Indian, Pakistani, other Asian, Caribbean and other black ethnicity had between 10 and 50% higher risk of death compared to the white British community. We also have found and identified that health professionals treating us have an implicit racial bias and therefore will treat us differently compared to the white British community. We feel at risk and it's showing. Research by the Office of National Statistics found that over a third of those identifying as Indian reported increased or persistent loss of sleep over worry. And this is in comparison to the white British respondents who were less than a quarter um, who were experiencing these symptoms. Just from this statistic alone, we can see that South Asians are struggling. South Asians are at risk and we need to identify and help people understand what is going on. And we need to give voice to that experience because from by giving voice, we feel seen, we feel heard, and we can start to help each other. And this is what this season two is about. And in this week's episode, I'm going to be focusing on those that are pregnant. So the women that are currently pregnant right now, during lockdown, during this pandemic. And we're going to be looking at how the restrictions of lockdown have affected this particular community psychologically. So let's address this. Let's start talking about how this is affecting you, affecting your sisters, your aunties, your cousins, your sister-in-laws, anybody who is currently pregnant right now. Let's give voice to that experience. So let's start from the beginning. We know that pregnancy can be a particularly stressful time. So much is happening, so much is changing for these women. And we also know that during this time, women are more susceptible to experience mental health issues. The World Health Organization states that virtually all women can develop mental disorders during pregnancy in and after the first year of delivery. And they also identified that conditions such as extreme stress, emergency and conflict situations and natural disasters can increase risks for specific mental health disorders. So let's get to the stats then. We know that psychologically women, pregnant women, are struggling. 
Tommy's pregnancy line experienced a 71% increase in the use of their service. And they reported that the women were talking about worries, concerns and differences that they had because of COVID and lockdown rules. So there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of fear that is happening in this community. And naturally, we know that being pregnant is a sensitive time because the woman is changing. The woman has to deal with all these different issues. But now a pandemic is above us. It's around us. And there is so much fear and anxiety as a result of the lack of control that these women are experiencing. One of the fears that has been cited in the research is this increased perceived risk of infection. Now we know that the government guidance has put pregnant women in the vulnerable category and as a result has told women to um, shield or kind of um, take extra precaution. And you know this is clearly having an impact on women and their anxiety. And there's lots of research that is done that has been showing that this is one of the main issues that women are talking about. Another issue that women are talking about is this idea of being separate, being away from people who they would normally call upon for their day-to-day support. So this is the social distancing idea. And for many women, pregnancy is such a joyous time as well as a you know vulnerable time but it's a time where we lean into our friends our community our family to give us that sort of um, practical and emotional support now the guidance is stating that you know women have to shield be extra careful therefore these women aren't getting the support they need and this is clearly having a detrimental effect on their sense of being supported by others. And this is evidenced in the direction and the guidance around attending antenatal appointments. Um, Usually you would have your birthing partner with you and sadly the guidance states that you know you have to go alone. So for many women, especially first-time mums, you know going to appointments alone can be highly anxiety inducing you know it's scary you don't know what the doctor's going to say you don't know what the midwife's going to say to you you don't know how you're going to react and not having your birthing partner there with you is difficult and a lot of these women are having to adapt to being alone at this time so seeing how services are adapting to the situation and are taking on board this idea of virtual appointments so that women who have fears around, you know, attending hospitals or would like their partners with them during the appointment, they can have access to that health professional, which is great. But on the other hand, it's also difficult for these health professionals to assess for any safeguarding concerns, for example. Um like if the woman is experiencing domestic violence how would she be able to disclose that in a clinic or in a in a her home in her house setting one of the studies that really took my eye was a study that was done in iran 
and they looked at how pregnant women pregnant women's fear of covid um, was significantly and positively associated with their husband's reports of uh, mental health issues and their quality of life so what they had actually found was this sort of dynamic relationship between the husband's um, kind of fears, their mental state, and how that was um, directly affecting the woman's fears or the woman's mental health. So what we need to be also thinking about is father's mental health or fathers-to-be um, and their fears, not only just the mother's. So this is one that we need to be thinking about too. I got into a bit of a rabbit hole when it came to looking at research um, because there were lots of, well, I say lots, there were a handful of studies that had been done around the world. So I mentioned there was an Iranian study, a couple of Iranian studies, um, a couple of studies over in Canada, the States, um, and some other countries, but nothing that looked specifically at the South Asians living in the UK um, during this specific time of COVID. So if you do come across a study, please hit me up with it because I'd love to find out about how our community is coping during this very difficult time. I did find those statistics on what is happening pre-COVID and how women are feeling. So the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists have clearly put some statements around blackened Asian minority ethnic um, prenatal and antenatal well-being. They know and they have stated that black pregnant mums are eight times more likely to be hospitalized due to COVID. They also have stated that Asian mums are four times more likely to be hospitalized due to COVID. And the possible reasons are, again, linked to the health inequalities that we hear about in the media. Deprivation, living in urban areas, multi-generational families, underlying health issues, and well, lack of compliance to social distancing. But these health inequalities existed before COVID. And it's messed up because what this is saying is that, you know, South Asian women and black women, pregnant women, are more likely to die. However, we're also seeing a new wave of conversation within the medical profession. And I'm not a medical profession that knows about this stuff in depth. So I would really welcome a conversation around this if you are, you know, know about this stuff because I don't, I'm just literally looking at the research. But the research is saying that we need to have more of a balanced approach in caring for pregnant mothers because the There is a lack of evidence um, with regards to cross-infection. So what that means is that if the mother does get COVID, the evidence is actually quite limited in terms of passing it on to baby. Now, what we know is that there are current practices which aren't 
great really there is you know kind of if you know if people are tested with covid they are pregnant they go and give birth there is you know a point where you know baby and and mom are separated for long periods of time um and you know this has an impact on mom bonding with baby and mom being able to breastfeed and you know and so on so the research is now saying we need to be looking at this a bit more carefully that okay there isn't much evidence of women passing on covid to babies there was one case and that's so far all we know however for the majority of mothers who may be infected with covid the likelihood of them passing it on to their babies is quite low but as a precaution mothers are being separated from their babies and this is highly stressful this is highly distressing for mothers and their babies for the long term we don't know what the long term consequences of this coronavirus pandemic is going to have on these mothers on these babies and their families not just the risk of being infected which is causing a lot of stress to this particular um stage of life for these women it's job losses it's fear of redundancies it's grief losing loved ones their parents aunties uncles it's the not being able to see people not being able to have the birth or the pregnancy that they wanted not being able to have the baby shower or the religious ceremony that you normally would have had it's all of these things that have been taken away from us all these things that are out of our control and all of these things often go unvoiced or unheard and often for many people and i hear this time and time again is that well at least you've got your health or well at least you should be grateful that you know you've got x y and z yes but for many women being pregnant is not something you're going to be doing every year it's something that happens you know not all the time and for many of us pregnancy is a time which we want to share with other people and in the south asian community it is about that collective feeling so lots of people have reached out um over on my instagram page and shared their frustrations and their 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 feelings of loss of how they were robbed they were robbed of you know that that time where they could you know have a baby shower or that time where they could um see people and do nice things or go to um nct uh, classes or antenatal classes you know and develop that bond with people a group of people um in real life and that's been taken away from them and we don't know how this is going to affect people in the long term we just don't know what i want this episode to do is to remind people that it's okay to feel upset about that and that those feelings are valid and you should feel however you want to feel right now and that there are many things that feel out of our control all of us are experiencing this to some degree 
And I guess what we need to remind ourselves is that there are things that we can be in control of. So I know that there are lots of people who are doing online virtual baby showers and religious ceremonies and blessings. Yes, okay, it's not the same. And I think I I read somewhere, I can't remember if it was in a comment or something, but of how there is this real strange experience of feeling some level of relief that you're not going to have a massive, you know, baby blessing, religious ceremony. But then when it turns out to be that, you know, you have literally five or six people at that ceremony, it feels strange because there is this sense of not having people around you to witness this really special day with you. So it's a lot. And I guess all I want to do is offer a space to say I see you and it's okay to mourn that loss. The stripping back of services has definitely led to a lack of choice and control for how women experience pregnancy. It's okay to mourn that, to give voice to that. We have to. And certain things that can be helpful for you during this particular time can be things like joining support networks. I know the NHS and certain trusts are making real efforts to engage with mothers-to-be and to help them through this what feels like a very isolating time. I know that there are virtual um, support groups being set up and we have specific support groups that have, have been around that are now turning into virtual support groups. So, for example, Birthing in Colour. Um, there are hypnobirthing groups, there are yoga groups that are all moving online um, and you still have access to your GP, your midwife, um, you know, your consultant. So those things don't stop, those things still continue as they are. And I would, you know, get you to think about what can you do for you? What can you do that will keep you well that you would have done anyway? So the things that we would be recommending are exercise and, and the research shows that, you know, by exercising, getting outdoors, trying to create a community in whatever way that looks like is going to help you psychologically. And by you know, engaging in good nutrition and um, meditation, and mindfulness, these are all things that are going to help you through this time. And don't forget that we still have our spirituality, our religion, you know, we have those as a way of helping us, guiding us through this difficult time. And there are, of course, um, you know, services that are set up specifically to support your mental health if you feel that you are struggling and that you do need help because it's so vital that if you feel that you're functioning is not the same anymore, please reach out, make contact with your GP, make contact with your midwife and let them know because we need to 
support you now. And that's the most important thing. And with my five top tips to help you manage how you're feeling or may help with your feeling. Number one is movement, yoga, walking, anything that gives you that sense of movement. Dancing, I think that's probably one of my favorites. Stick on your favorite piece of music. Maybe it's upbeat, maybe it's something nice and slow. And really connect with your baby. Connect and bond with your baby. Hold your belly, really feel it and just flow, dance, move, you know, if you're obviously able to do so. And, you know, when you're listening to that music, just give yourself that moment to tune into how that music is making you feel. number two writing down how we feel also known as journaling which has been the coolest thing um, since my days of dear diary you know writing down the way we feel can be hugely helpful there are loads of planners journals out there for mums to be um, and also postnatally as well and I think that You know, even just having a plain notebook where you just freestyle and write out how you're feeling can be so helpful. Um, They're your thoughts and they're valid and they're important. And, you know, I call it kind of like vomiting on a page. Um, It's so important to just allow yourself to do that and put it away. You might be able to go back to it and read it and reflect on it. Or it may just need to be left there and that's okay. Tip number three, rest when you need to rest. And, you know, I can hear my own mother's voice of, you know, engaging in the rest because, well, it's hard work being pregnant, carrying another baby, growing um, a child inside of you. So really do take those moments where you can rest. And it is about balance, you know, we need to engage in movement, but we also need to engage in rest. And tip number four would be connection. And I talk about this a lot. I feel like that connection doesn't have to be Zoom all the time. It can be over the telephone. And that old school way of talking to people is far less taxing on our system than uh you know video conferencing calls and facetime a good old natter really does help and tip number five conversation conversation with not only just our friends and family but also with our partners because this pregnancy isn't just about the mums. This pregnancy is also about the birthing partner, the father. So do check in and lean into how they are because 
again, like I said, collectively, we need to be caring for each other as well as ourselves. I hope you found these tips helpful. And if you have any ideas of supporting yourself that has been helpful during pregnancy, during lockdown, during this COVID pandemic, then please do let me know um, so that we can share it with other women who are in this uh, boat with you. And I look forward to speaking to you next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Brownology podcast. As you know, I am Dr. Tina Mystery, the Brown Psychologist. You can find me on Instagram, which is at Brown Psychologist. I'm also on Twitter at Brown Psych. So follow me, uh, send me a review if you're feeling really kind and generous. Subscribe, send me any messages of what you would like to hear in the episodes. This is all about us collaborating and having conversations about the way we feel about mental health in the South Asian community. And for those who don't know, we have also recently launched the Another Mother Story project, which is a project all around South Asian mothering. So do please check us out. You can find us on Instagram at Another Mother Story. Also, we have our website, www.anothermotherstory.com. So we look forward to receiving any submissions that you may want to Uh, share with us so please feel free to um, have conversations with family members or friends Um, spread the word it's really about us trying to get as many stories and perspectives as possible just to remind you that any resources will be found on the show notes so please make sure you check that out with regards to each episode that we create and i will see you on the next episode